What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's up? What's going on? Not much. And also joining me this evening, Grognak. What up? Hey, I'm excited to finish the month with a special episode. Yes, very much so. Uh, sir, not appearing this evening is Dogbot. He uh, had a previous engagement. All right. What's up, guys? It's a Thursday night live stream for Friday's show. I know. Kind of weird. Well, we have. We gotta do what we gotta do, right? But we gotta do what we gotta do. We gotta get the content out for the people, because the people love the content. Uh, but I have, you know, family obligations this weekend. It is a long weekend. I have family things that are going on, so we're doing family stuff for the whole weekend. Wait, wait, I, should be doing. I thought this topic was just pressing to get in during the month of June. Wasn't that the thing? It's true. What well, it is? I was yes. About to say that. Yes. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, obviously, there's that too. So, well, tomorrow's still. What's today's date? Right? Today's the twenty. No, today's June thirtieth. Tomorrow's July first. Oh, right. Why do I always get the date wrong? Because on Tuesday I said, "What is it? The twenty seventh? You're like, "No, it's the twenty. What is it? July? No, man, it's August. What? No, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. I but, would make a comment but i'm not going to it's a boomer. respect you call me a boomer for my okay. elders you can call me a boomer go ahead i was gonna say it happens when you get older yes it does happen when you get older no it's it happens when you work uh really long shifts in uh several days in a row and your weekend is either a day or no day when you're working like that's seven, fair some, yeah when you're working seven days a week sometimes you know the days blend it's not the first seven days that are bad. It's like, you're like, oh, I have the whole next weekend off. Yeah, but it's going to take you like, you know, 13 days to get to it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to start working. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to start working again, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next four days, overnights. Mm. Overnight schedules yeah. are always a pain in the ass to get used to. But then when you get used to them, I actually don't mind them because when you do get to go out and do stuff, there's like nobody because everybody's at work. You know, nobody's out doing stuff. That's... That is true, but I never wanted to do overnights again after my last schedule that I had with my job. Oh, your last schedule was weird. Yeah, it wasn't even like regular overnights. That was just get, it, like, terrible. Yeah. I don't know how they decided. That was like a like a, a random schedule generator made that or something, you know? Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. They all, yeah. It was it like was, letting the computer pick your, all your characters characteristics, you know? <laughs> as soon as I left, too, it got worse. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, when you when you yeah. Anyway, that's a that's for a, a whole other thing. Grognak, okay. <laughs> how's how's the dungeon? Did you guys did you get that mess cleaned up? Or there's like bodies. Yeah, we came up with these uh, robots that scoop up bodies right off the street. You don't even have to touch them. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, w- I wonder why. I'm sorry. Did you say robot? Robots. Yeah. Robots. Yeah. These ones don't have feelings, unlike those effing since we were talking about last week <laughs> since they just do the job right these ones are programmed oh, okay. to do one thing and that one thing is to scoop your body up off the pavement like you are luggage going into a carousel in an airport boy that's gonna come in handy in the future not gonna lie <laughs> yeah no not gonna lie hey two weeks till the mass die off everybody mm, i think the mass die off is happening just not all at once freaks you know. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what these people don't get is these things don't 
they don't just happen all at once until they do. Yeah. Well, I would rather err on the side of extra caution and schizo and have it happen later than what I think than completely ignore it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, ignoring the things that are going on now is impossible, you know. But, I mean, these are things we were talking about years and years ago. So, anyway, once again, schizo is always right. Always. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, um, what kind of housekeeping do we have? Uh, well, well, the the new site got a bunch of hits from last, last night, I'm sure. Um, for some reason, there was just a bunch of hits taken last night on the, on the website. I'm actually impressed. There was apparently, um, I don't know if it was like somebody tried to log in to the site like 22 times or something. That IP address was banned permanently by the, by the security thing. So I thought that was kind nice of nice cool. for IP banning. <laughs> yes, we're IP banning. Yes. So, um, speaking of the site, actually, we are just about to hit over the hump of twenty thousand views. That's not bad for a website that's been up for what a week and a half, two weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. We've like you know when we advertise via word of mouth, and you know we'd be you guys helping us out, posting our show around to your friends. You, the listener out there, you know we love you. We do. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We do. We do actually like our listeners uh, for the most part. You, you know, because I know the hate listeners listen, and that's fine. You know, you're still listening, no matter how mad you get. We we love them too, just like we love all of the retards out there. Well, all yes, the you love children. all of God's creatures. You do. You know. Yes. Even rats and mice. You know, is filthy and disgusting, and koala bears is you know depraved and drug-addled as they are. You know, just stumbling around, nipples hanging out, fucking, yeah, rapey ass, you know, drunk, high koala bears just kind of stumbling around, offering drugs to people, you know. That's some eucalyptus tree, kid. Come here, have some eucalyptus with me. (laughs) Cool. I mean, they just go around flashing everybody. Right. Their nipples just protruding out at all times. Just disgusting creatures. No, the the worst offenders of that are the orangutans. I love them, but man... Oh, orangutans, are they rapey? Or are they like, what, like... No, they're, they're, they just let it all hang out. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I kind of figured, like, orangutans are kind of like that, you know, that old great uncle that you have that's sitting out on the porch, and it's hot, so he's in shorts, but his nut is hanging there on on the bench, and you're like, you can't say anything, because <laughs> he's old, and he's your grandfather's brother. They're, yeah. they're old, they're wise, and they don't give a crap what you think. Right, exactly. He's going to say, th- yeah, that uncle's going to say the N-word no matter what, you know, yeah. He doesn't mean anything I mean, by it. It's just the word that he uses, you know? That's true. Yeah. I mean, the N, the N word is said a lot on Eight Mountain, so. Yes. Well, I can, ima- I can imagine. Somebody said at work today, we were talking about it, and they're like, you got to be careful, because uh, this is somebody that I didn't even I didn't even prompt into this conversation. We just ended up in the topic of uh, black murders in Chicago for some reason. <laughs> Popular topic at my job site. So uh, he said something, and he's like, well, we don't He's like, well, now, you know, they could just shoot you for saying that word. I'm like, well, pretty soon, you know, they actually, you know, he was thinking it. I was like, yeah, of course I was thinking it. There were six of you kicking me. I was thinking it many times. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Doing the old you- Colin Flaherty bit. Yes. Reinhardt, do they say the N-word under Ape Mountain? Um, you know, hmm. Yeah, they say a lot of things under Eight Mountain, but those are things that we don't really talk about. Nobody, nobody's supposed to go down there. 
Yes, that's the dark part of Ape Mountain, the dark side of the mount. Um, that's under under the mountain. The ki- who's the king under the mountain? Also, we don't say his name. Okay. Well, uh, do we have anything? Oh yeah, hey Blaine, Blaine donated fourteen eighty eight today. Thank you, Blaine. Thank you very much, Blaine. Yes, we appreciate we it. We also unmuted Blaine. You. We also unmute. I unmuted Blaine in the chat, and you know because okay. it's been three days. It's been three days. Was, uh, and I thought it was just over 24 hours. No, it was three days, dude. All right, fine. Well, that's all right. All right. Um, uh, thank you for everybody else who's donated. We already got some gold pills for this show. So thank you very much. Um, we appreciate it. Yes, all of your donations go towards things for the show. Um, a new mic for Grognak. A new... Uh, when we get you recently? That airship. The airship. Shh. You're not supposed to talk about the airship. We yeah, just we're not tickets now. It's already built. It's look. We're still figuring out how to coordinate all forty-eight of the drones. Okay, we're working on that program. So, all fourteen eighty-eight of the drones. Yes. Could you imagine? <laughs> well, I mean, considering that, like, apparently you can get thousands and thousands of drones programmed to fly to look like solid objects. You know, that's pretty cool. I mean, that is pretty awesome. But also, there's probably some Enochian magic in there, so... you know, I just want to be the world's first sky pirate. You mean we only, the world's, we only fir- the world's second first sky pirate? Because the sky pirates... There was obviously sky pirates at one point. Well, if there was travel... I'm going, point, to, I'm going to rediscover it. Right, that's what I'm saying. You'll be there the second go. first sky pirate. You'll be... You'll, be, you'll, be, um, you'll head up sky pirate 2.0. Wait, yeah, no, would it technically be 3.0? Because we got, we got the pre-flood Silicon Age, then we got the Tartarian Age, whatever we right. call this post-flood empire, and then now we have this. Well, was 1.0 and 2.0, were they run by Jews? I mean, they're run by the progenitors of, of the Jews. Okay, they're run so by yes. the Jews' gods. Okay, so yes. So, see, all of these things have always been set up and run by these people. Interesting. Um, See, we're talking about Jewish power, guys. Come on, we're real white nationalists. We are. Yeah, we're talking about talking Jewish about power. But, but, sky okay. piracy. Sky piracy, dude. It. Well, considering all the pirates, like all the regular pirates were, who who were, who were the pirates? The rum pirates, the sugar pirates, the gold pirates. They would steal ships. A lot of them were British privateers that quit. They went AWOL. Right. Well, yeah, they couldn't get paid. Right. They found better ways to make their money. Exactly. By stealing from the crown. Yeah, some of them um, played all played all three of the big powers against each other. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them probably found gold and treasure in Mesopotamia and like old world Caribbean islands and just took it and left. <laughs> oh, like, I'm sure. I'm not bringing this back to the king. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, and that's a I'm lot afraid. of like like what the gold rush was out west. It wasn't like, you know, mining the sure. gold out of the streams. It was literally like denuding all the statues of the gold that were there, you know? Yep. Yeah, taking the gold, the golden spears, you know, the twelve foot long golden spears that were buried with god kings and their wives. Right, because that happens. The desecration of tombs always happens, and all of that stuff. Spoils of war. It's just spoils of war. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, I'm still convinced that Libertalia, the uh, mythical supposedly mythical pirate kingdom of insane wealth on the island of madagascar probably existed and was probably more than just a pirate colony hmm. need to look more into that that'd be a good episode 
Yeah. Yes, pirates. Dude, pirates would be awesome. I I love pirate talk. It's literally in my blood, so yes. I love that. Well, yeah. You're one of those swarthy pirates. Yar. Yar. Hey, you're swarthy too, Med. I am Med. I am. I yeah. Some guy got me to post my my 23 and me and it's always whiter than people expect. <laughs> 98.9 like 98.9% European and then the other the other uh 1.1 1. 1. 1, it's like 0. 0.6 un uh, unspecified and then the other 0. 0.5 is East African Congolese yeah, because of course yeah yeah you get like that less than 1% southern bantu and then the the obligatory like less than 1% European Jewish that no, I, ancestry I, just I likes to that. throw in on people's I got none of that dude I got, no I just got the little tiny bit of um oh and the undecided it leans towards asiatic so oh may, boy so that's like maybe some feather prairie in me you know that's that's like the teriyaki sauce yeah the teriyaki well Sandwich. either that or it's yeah, or it's the Indians, you know, the Indian blood that my grandmother said we always had. We didn't. We were. She's literally French and German. I'm sorry, Johnny. I, I, I think I need to leave the show. I can't. I can't be on the show with an Indian. Oh man. We well, that's what I'm saying. My grandmother said we were Indian, and then I got my 23andMe done well before I knew about you know 23andMe. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't know about that. So, um, I got it done, and is literally, you know. Fifty percent Italian, fifty percent uh, British, Scottish, Irish, whatever that little you know that they don't really break it down. They break it down by county. Yeah. But and then uh, and then it was French and German. It's like literally what I was told. <laughs> Minus the Indian, you know, there was literally zero Indian. I yeah, told mine my mom. Is, yeah. I mean, my my mom is basically the whole Northern Roman Empire, but right. mostly Spain, Spain, France, and Basque. Ugh, Basque. And my people. dad is like one corner of Northern Europe to the smallest little circle. <laughs> <laughs> and he just gets wider and wider every time. Oh my gosh. We actually have content though. Yes, we do. We do. And it's not 23. And no, it's not pirates. <laughs> no, we absolutely. It's not pirates. It is. It is something way better. Well, it's not way better. I can't say it's cool because pirates are really cool. So pirates even though a lot of pirates were Jews, we know this too. Yeah, man. Uh, I would venture to say probably the majority of them right. were either Jews or ended up working for them in some capacity. Right. They were hired out by Jewish mob bosses. Bankers. Basically. Yeah. Very, very sad because, man, pirate legends are freaking awesome. Right. Pirate legends are very awesome. And then you realize they're Jewish. They're probably way over glorified. And it was just nothing but barbarism on a boat. Pretty much. Yeah. Then you can. Then you got guys like Bartholomew Roberts who, you know, used the who read the Bible on deck and uh, didn't allow any drinking on deck when they were out or anything like that. Like, that okay, is a great story. You know, there's a, you know, there's a great story. Those are all stories, though. Yeah. 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 Exactly. If if half of them existed. Right. If half of the them thing even because, existed. Exactly. Yeah, so. because what was going on, Spanish War of Succession and all that, that's mm-hmm. that's right in that couple hundred years of just nonstop war and revolution, so can't really trust a lot of it. Right, because during that time, there's always a lot of upheaval and uh, historical uh, mud, and the fog of war makes things very distorted throughout history. Boy, I think that's why they war. call it the fog mm. of war. 
I think the Fog of Wars is a created concept to cover up the fact that most of that history has been deliberately destroyed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, you know what else has been covered up? <laughs> this, this is a terrible segue. <laughs> That's horrible. And horrible, horrible segue. No, we're going to talk. Always been covered. So what's always been covered? Well, there's, there's entrances to it though, so those those aren't covered. The entrances That's sometimes right. are covered with doors, or, you know, brush, <laughs> forests, um, the underworld, the netherworld, and how to get there. This is kind of this is kind of a throwback to our uh, Hollow Earth, Hollow Planet series we did with Jan Lomprecht ever so long ago. You guys remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely one of my favorite series. That was great. I actually read the book like it was a textbook and took notes like it was like like I was gonna be tested on it. And it was because Jan is like that's how he does his, you know he wants to make sure you know what you're talking about if you're gonna talk about his book. I always found it funny too that Jan did not actually believe that our realm was hollow. But he was like, hey, I mean, it could be, but I don't believe it. Right, but dude, you wrote the book. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote the book. I wrote what the book, but I don't necessarily believe the book. Huh? That doesn't make any sense. Could you imagine Henry writing a book and then not believing his book? Yeah, and like, I don't think our Earth is flat, but... Right. Well, this, okay. So, Underworld. This is uh, plays into our layer cake earth theory. Which I believe, Ryan, right. you were around for the creation of that. <laughs> right. It's So one of the biggest things that we talk about, for anybody new who's listening, I can tell we got a couple new people in the chat. Um, you know, We talk about what people denote as flat earth theory, um, but we don't know necessarily we just know that nasa lies that we're not living mathematically on a spinning globe in the middle of nothingness right right, right. we're not we're not on a, on a wet space testicle hurtling through space at sixty six thousand six hundred miles per hour while shuttling what was it another million and a half miles per hour and then uh hurtling in another direction and all this stuff and yet and yet every year every every you know every day every year those stars are exactly where they're supposed to be, the way they always have been, forever and ever and ever. Right. Isn't that weird? And I'm, I'm keeping this picture up on the uh, on the live stream. All the uh, all the cosmologies throughout the ancient world that have just mysteriously they all had the same idea, and none of them involved a spinning ball. Yeah, man. I mean, it's weird. And also, oh, what's the um, what's the the cope on that? Oh, you don't really know what all those people thought. You're just that's just some artist making that up. No, no, it's not. You can go look at historical records from you know. I know it's the museums, but like these are the you know you go to these countries and you talk to the people that you know that are from there. And there's their cosmologies every single time. Right. Weird. Only NASA. Only NASA, and gave us the ball. It's true. I mean, you look at all of these cosmologies, and you know, if you're if you're a Christian, you can just read the Bible, and there are many, many, uh, you know, sources in there, and many verses that uh, talk about the shape of the realm being the footstool, the face of the earth, um, the footstool of the Lord. I mean, there's so there's so many 
bits and pieces that you can look at. And you don't even have to like extrapolate and look into deeper meanings. It's just right in front of you, just like any other ancient culture. Right. You know, when I was a kid, I was really disappointed to hear that no one had actually ever dug to China. <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's just a joke. How far have they dug? Right. Nine miles, Grognek. Nine How miles. How far? It's not it. even. It was 7.8, wasn't it? Was it seven? Okay, it's not even eight miles. 7.8 miles. The Russian, uh, what's the hole called? It's like the great. There's the uh, Kola borehole. The Kola borehole. In Siberia. And there's another one. There's another one in Russian territory, old USSR territory. Both of these uh, holes are on fire constantly. Huh. The hole is on fire. Yeah, the hole is on fire. That should tell you something. It's also like the, um, what is it, the whole, it was uh, Pennsylvania, I want to say. There's a, a ghost town there. They Oh, the town that's been on fire for like 50 years or something. Yeah, exactly. Or longer. Yeah. How is that possible? I mean, we're not saying they dug straight into hell, but. They you know, probably dug straight into hell. Yeah, they probably dug straight to hell. <laughs> I think it's a little bit farther than that, but. That's, that's crazy, though, that. So what do you mean it's been on fire for 50 years? Like there's just been a fire pit that's just not been put out? And like, have people tried? Yeah, chemi- chemicals and gases. Yeah, yeah, it's chemicals and gases in the Earth's surface. Um, just Well, in, in the Earth's crust just below the surface um, that have ignited and just constantly burning. There's constant fuel for these fires. Um, in the case of one of them, not the Kola borehole, but the other Russian hole that goes seven-ish miles down, seven or eight. There was a, an entire oil rig that fell into the hole and combusted. Oh, so these things, yeah, this one's around. Okay, so you have an oil rig there, so there's obviously fuel for fire. There's oil. Okay, that makes sense. This one was in Centralia. In where? Centralia, Pennsylvania. Centralia, Pennsylvania. Okay. 100-foot sinkhole. It's just, okay, so this yeah, kind of... The, the picture from it really here. looks like just a, follow, a picture from Fallout. It's really funny. Okay, well, this this kind of lends credence to the um, mind-earth theory and how volcanoes are just piles of mined-out chemicals. You know, they're combusting. Yeah, well, that's true. Volcanoes, um, both underwater and above ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who's had compost piles for a long period of time uh, around their house... They can spontaneously combust. All you need is a mixture of chemicals to yeah. do so. I've had my compost like my last not last, was last summer. Yeah, last summer, my compost caught on fire. Made it too hot. A little bit too much of the phosphorus there. And what do you need? Debris. Yeah. And you put debris, debris on top what? of it, and it smolders and goes away. But sometimes that chemical, you know, you don't have the debris to put it out. And it just smolders and festers and smolders and festers and it burns under the ground and probably opens up a sinkhole. It was probably like one of those, um, you know, those snakes that you get from Fourth of July. It was terrible. Oh yeah, it was terrible. It's a, what a terrible. What, how, whoever thought that was fun for a kid here, light this on fire and watches watches ash grow on this little pellet, kid. I was Hold fan. it in your hand while you do it. <laughs> no, that's like the least fun firework. No, the least fun are those little poppers that you throw on the ground. No. No. There is no not. least it's... fun firework stop. 
There is the least fun firework. It is the snake. The snakes are not great. It's it's not even a firework. It literally is an ash. Fireworks. It's an ash. Like it's it's a science experiment. You know what's great though? What M80 firecrackers? M80s are awesome. Um, we used to do bad things with the mateys when I was a kid. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> go down to the local VA hospital. No, did you guys I mean, ever see that, the like, dude, when I was a giant snake. There was, yeah. No, we never did anything to snakes. Snakes are friends. Um, no, no, no. Did you see the South Park where they have a big giant oh, snake? Oh, the big giant snake. And they had, yeah. And they had yes. the, uh, the the winter storm the, or the snow in the in 4th of July. Yeah. At the end of the thing. It's, it's like the cool. blackface episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a terrible, oh my gosh. Was a terrible episode of South Park. That was back when South Park was actually funny, though, at, at occasions. All right, back to the underworld. All right, that's enough of that. So the underworld, uh, this hole in, what did you say, Caternalia, Pennsylvania? It's uh, Centralia. Centralia, Pennsylvania. Centralia, Pennsylvania. So this hole, this chemically induced hole, obviously, was like burning its way down. And uh, you think it opened up a portal? Or was it just, just, just a hole? I mean, it, was, it wasn't even that far down. It was only 100 feet. Oh. Well, some of these portals that we're going to talk about, they're not, really, they're not really that deep, are they? Uh, well, the entrances are not. Mm. See, the entrances don't have to be themselves very deep. Now, some of them go straight down. Some of them wind back. Uh, a lot of these are cave systems, right? Mm. Um, obviously, there are massive cave systems all across the realm. Um, many of them connect c- entire continents together. Um, but a lot of these have had very specific uh, spiritual beliefs tied to them for a long time. Um, I mean, do, do we want to talk about some of these locations or? Well, I mean, sure. But like, let's start off. Let's, let's do the Dante's thing first. We were going to let's talk about the Dante's okay. thing. Okay. So we'll start with the myth. Yes. The myth is, so it's, Dante wrote, uh, Dante Alighieri, he wrote a poem in the 14th century called The Divine Comedy. And it's followed by Purgatorio and Paradiso. The Inferno is Dante's journey through hell. Right? And guided by a Roman, uh, another Roman poet named Virgil. So he talks about the nine circles of hell. And it's all located within the earth. So it is, um, it's a realm inside or underneath the earth. Right? I think it's about right. what I remember. So, it's what I remember from my, my literature class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dante's story, that's that's where his, I guess, great love is waiting for him, is in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a strange and, place and so for your great goes, love to be. Yeah. Yeah. If, if my love were in hell, I, I don't think I would go down there. No. Honestly, I think I'd up. just kind of give a salute. <laughs> I, I mean, I love my wife, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, so Dante does, and it kind of evokes uh, several different myths because this idea of a mortal passing into the underworld or into hell, especially for a lost love or a romance is 
pretty common uh, throughout mythology, going all the way back to the ancient Near East. Um, but uh, Dante's journey here does kind of mix Latin and Greek mythology in with like Catholic belief as far as hell. Mm -hmm. uh, so he actually meets Charon, uh, right. who's the, the boatman. Right. Carry on um, the boatman across the and river he passes, sticks. Yeah, across it takes you down the river sticks. And what he does, he, he ends up going through the gates of hell. And these were physical gates. Um, and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about entrances to the underworld. Is many of these places are not just a hole straight down to the ground. They are entrances. Many of them are not just even bare caves. They have temples built over them. Right. A lot of them have temples built over them. Yeah, and even if they're ruined, you still see you know pillars around the entrance, and and not necessarily the words "abandon hope, all ye who enter here," but you know some kind of uh, some kind of uh, text, um, like places we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, as he goes through all of these circles, and we're not going to go through all of them, but they do they are ruled each by different sins, um, the tortured souls of those who were tormented by each sin. Um, oh, I apologize. Uh, from Revelation in chat, Beatrice was in heaven and Homer was in hell. Or was Homer in hell? I guess so. Yeah, that's um, my phone. Wait a minute, we're still talking about Dante here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not Homer. I don't well, know. I mean, Homer. everybody Beatrice goes was in to hell. Yes, yeah, so everybody passes through. It Oh, no, yes, hold on, spot. hold on, no, no, Homer, Horace, Ovid, and Lucan, yep, they're all in, uh, they're in the sixth, Mimba puts Dante in there, and they're sixth in their high company, so yeah, that's right, yes, Thank he you. meets them, yeah, he meets them on the way, on the way, yeah, so he passed through purgatory, that's where everybody in, passes he meets through. them in limbo, in the first circle, mm -hmm. no, limbo, right, that's where everybody passes through, but to get, and getting to heaven, um, Dante then travels, all through these circles. Mm -hmm. um, oh, fraud is one. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fraud is one of them. Uh, fraud yeah, is one of the circles circle. of hell. I did not know that. It's, it's apparently it's like, the, because they, it's fraud and treachery. Um, they Boy, use they. The, the seven deadly sins <laughs> for, for some of these circles. Right. Yes. They evoke some of the seven deadly sins. Um, and a lot of the artwork that you see, in Catholicism and a lot of what I've got on the um, the live stream right here is some of the most popular art you've got. Um, God, who was this guy's name? Uh, Grognak. His name was uh, Dore Gustave Dore. Yeah, uh, Gustave Dore. You've got Hieronymus as well. Hieronymus Bosch where a lot of our, I guess you could say, demonic imagery comes from. These planes of hell. Um, but this is also very Christianized. Right. It's got a Christian, a, a thin Christian veneer over uh, many overlapping underworld myths. You know, in Purgatory, you see a lot of overlap with uh, the Jewish idea of Sheol, uh, with Niflheim, of, uh, of Norse mythology, where those would go when they died dishonorable deaths uh, purgatory was a place you would go if you lived neither good nor bad um, and you would have to be cleansed um, 
the um, in Norwegian belief, the hall does not sound like a very good place to be. If you saw my notes too, yeah, like everything's uh, described in a term that's uh, like the table's despair or whatever. Hmm. We can get to that later, but it looks like a form of punishment itself when you really look at it, right? Yeah, and it's interesting. Even the the deity of the Norse hell. You know, his daughter of Loki, um, her name actually means hidden or the hidden one, um, which is actually a pretty common concept, once again, between underworld deities. This idea of this this hidden being, this hidden uh, tormentor um, uh, who controls these souls who are either in between death and life or uh, died dishonorably. Um yeah, and all of these underworld deities seem to stitch together in one way or another. Mm. Um, there's an interesting parallel. Thank you for bringing this up. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, Grognak, uh, Hel, as in daughter of Loki, or Hela, um, she parallels with the Etruscan deity, Vatica. If that mm. sounds familiar at all. Vatica sounds a lot like Vatican. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Etymologically, the two are related. And um, then, and Vatica was what now? The uh, Vatica was Etruscan god. An Etruscan so, god. Etruscan, of, mm-hmm. of, uh, when they buried, they buried their dead. They would bury their dead uh, to Vatica in a place, a hillside outside of their seas. And when we're talking about Rome. The hill that they buried their dead on is the, um, the Vatican is the city of Rome. City of Rome. <laughs> yeah, that's where the Vatican is. Oh yeah. boy! And this place, that's where the Vatican is now. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy yeah, how nature do that. Interesting because they they weren't burying them inside of catacombs or walls. Like this was a cemetery, mm-hmm. like legitimately, and that's mm-hmm. very uncommon to build a city on top of a cemetery. Well, no, just to bury dead the dead in the ground like oh, that, like a oh, cemetery, okay. like in modern times, normally what you would do is put them in a catacomb, bury them in walls, things like that. Yeah. For the birth, especially. Them. Yeah. Bury them out. Right. Um, well, so it is, yeah, it is interesting. The connections here between this, Catholic idea of this underworld in its various forms and mm. the more ancient beliefs that came before. Um, the ancient beliefs are, like I said, they could be stitched together pretty easily. Um, All right, especially well, when you follow like... Where do you want to start off with the ancient ones? Um, I don't know. Grognak, you pick one. Um, real quick before we jump away from the Vatican, I just wanted to mention Vatica. What that term is from is actually it's a grape that is used to make wine. And uh, there's a weed with the same name that grows from the, the vine. Um, that's that, oh, the only, One of the only places it grows is on the side of Vatican Hill. And apparently when people ate the vine leaves, they hallucinated. So they uh, the Vatican basically means uh, like a divining serpent. In a way, that's how they relate to it. So it's like they took the hallucinations as a way to communicate with uh, 
the gods, <laughs> something from the under what they consider to be the underworld, Vatica. Right. Well, there you go. So that's how your, you know, Luciferian Satanist religion gets tied into the Catholic Church. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yes, apologies to everybody. Apologies to everybody. But we ruin all golden yeah. calves. Well, there there aren't any. That's the whole thing. Or I should say another another way, just another grapevine, right? Right. <laughs> another grapevine. Another another part of the another part of the uh, the animal farm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's another fence knocked oh, down. Oh man. All right. Fence. So yeah. So under the underworld in Rome. Now there was an underworld there, right? There was. There's all kinds of references to the underworld in Rome. Roman mythology. Right. So, uh, what are you referring to exactly? Well, isn't that where, where uh, Charon and, and the river Styx and all that that comes from? This Roman or no, that's Greek mythology. I'm getting these guys confused. But it ends up being the same, basically, isn't it? Right. Those two are very much related. Um, so that one, I mean, it's kind of pick your choice, either or. But there is well, an entrance to the underworld in Italy. We can actually start with that one. Sure. Um, Let's do that. It's the the cave of Sybil here. Let me uh, pull it up on the stream. The cave for of everybody. Sybil. Yeah, the cave of the Sybil. Hmm. Hey, before we leave Dante's Inferno, also just one last thing on that. Don't if you don't recall, um, the lower that they get, the colder it becomes, and the last layer is actually the frozen lake. It's all That's ice. Right. There's right. no heat at all. Right. So it's like the opposite of the Kabbalistic view of the molten iron core, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, with the eight circles fraud, and where's the ninth circle? Hold on. Scrolling, scrolling. It's treason. It's in treachery, yeah. It's the the coldest one. Yeah. That always made more sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, similar, again, to Niflheim. That's that's cold. It's cold, dark, damp. At the base of the well, Dante finds himself within a large frozen lake. Trapped under ice. Um. Yep. There we go. I didn't know that another Metallica song had something to do with one of the great literature pieces of literature. Yeah, they love the Old Testament. Yeah, actually, it's great. <laughs> oh, also, real quick in the chat, uh, Roof Nader. Why does the Vatican have a giant obelisk? Wow. And yes, it's taken from Egypt. Vatican has a giant obelisk. Uh, London has an obelisk. Paris has an obelisk. We have an obelisk. DC has a huge one. It's a very large penis over vagina. The the uh, Washington m- monument over the reflecting pool. Yes, at the mall. And we'll we'll get to the the obelisk's uh, origin here in a little while. Are we? Is that part of the underworld thing tonight? I didn't know that. Yeah, we'll mention. I mean, it comes from Osiris, so. I was going to say, it's Osiris's penis. Yeah, well, we can (laughs) talk about that a little later if we run out of anything. Sure. Why not? Now, um, we're the cave of Sybil. Yes. So So that's in Monte di Cuma, Italy. And this is carved into the rock. And it goes, this one's got a hundred openings. Wow. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, so this is located in Naples, Southern Italy, mm-hmm. um, on the North shore of the Bay of Naples. And there's a picture right here 
uh, for everybody who can see, of one of the entrances. Um, these areas are no also known as the Phlegraean Fields. And there's tons of sulfur, smoke, um, fire, and gases leaking from the ground as well, which scholars kind of wrote away as kind of a similar thing to the Oracle at Delphi, that there were natural gases that were making people hallucinate and would make the Oracle hallucinate. Um, but they kind of write it off as these So they're getting high on methane? Yeah, everybody's getting high on methane, and they think that it's the entrance to the underworld. Um, but it is the entrance to an insane tunnel system mm-hmm. that I believe has actually been closed. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the article. It doesn't say anything about that. This is just like the history of it. Uh, something that I read a while back. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, the, that they had been closed uh, maybe in another piece here. Let's see. No, that's it. Okay. Um, but yeah, this the Cave of the Sibyl is actually uh, what many believe that this is the entrance in Dante's Inferno. Right. Yeah, this is the one in Sibyl was the um, the guide to get you there. Right. Sybil was your guide into the underworld. And this comes from the Aeneid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it here. But uh, so this cave system led very deep into the earth um obviously 100 entrances so for a long time this area because it's so close to as well the sites of pompeii and herculaneum uh, has seen a lot of paranormal activity as well um obviously this whole area has been steeped in a lot of pagan myth in uh, sacrifice ritual for a very long time. So that doesn't surprise me at all. These places all have that kind of history. Did you read the story of Sybil? It's like, oh man. (laughs) She promised her virginity to Apollo and in exchange for as many years of life as there are particles in a pile of dust. However, as she struck the deal, she made the mistake of not clarifying that those years should come with ageless use youth as well. So, you know, womp womp. It's like Wishmaster, right? Oh. Yeah. So wasn't specific enough. Dirty bastard. So he had power. 700 years like old, the virgin. Some dumb mortal made a shitty wish. Yep. Again, Humans, many right? such cases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I mean, these the caves, time, right? these these caves, these tunnels look very carved. Yeah, there's been great care taken mm-hmm. uh, with this area. Um, it's been inhabited for, I mean, thousands of years. Especially these sites in Italy, they go back to the ancient Etruscans, uh, which is where you can find a lot of origin, Indo-European origin for. Mm-hmm. Um, both Latin and and Greek, but mainly the Latin original parts of their mythology. Um, but they come from similar sources because in, uh, let's say, the Aeneid, you know, Virgil writes that the first Romans or the first inhabitants of the area came from Troy. Troy, the city that was built with Cyclopean giant walls. That was inhabited by giants. Right, right. And that's where, and that's where this came from. Hmm. Right, Troy, a city in Anatolia that is steeped in 
entrances to the underworld, both the underworld and high mountains, holy mountains, where gods would come down as right. well. Yep. So, Malta kind of go together. All those little islands there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Greek islands as well, they've got them. Um, there is a spot, actually, I believe it's Cape Matapan in Greece. Let's see. I'm pull this one up. I, so, Cape... Cape Matapan. Never heard of this. Yeah. Matapan. I'll pull up some pictures for the live stream here. They're in the Google Doc. Um, this site is actually believed to be the site where Orpheus descended into the underworld to rescue his love, Eurydice. Hmm. And there are multiple underworld entrances. Um, one of Another one is the Acheron as well. Okay. Um, so that's these a, that's a river. Both, both these are in Greece, right? Yeah, both of these are in Greece. And many in Greek mythology as well feed into they bleed over into Anatolia and the and the uh, Near East as well. There was a lot of overlap in their populations. Um, I mean, Greeks were the Greeks were the Philistines out of the Bible all the way down in in Canaan. So ah, that makes they sense. spread quite far, right? Um, but yeah, so you have the the Acheron as well, which is an ancient river. Uh, that was connected to the underworld. Uh, this one was in, I want to say it's Epirus. And what's that, Gragnick? Pass by the River Styx, you know. Well, yeah, I was going to get to the River Styx. Come on. <laughs> that's the most famous. Well, yeah, the River Styx mm-hmm. is, that's, 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 uh, for passage. Yes, that, that's the passage. That's how you get to the underworld. River sticks. So and you if cross you the fall river. in, what? lose your memory. What's that? You fall in, you lose your memory? Is that what you said? Yep. Hmm. Well, that was the river Lethe, which feeds into the river sticks. They all converge into a uh, a great marsh, which is also kind of called the sticks. It's all referred to as the sticks. Hmm. Um, but there's five rivers that feed into this underworld marsh. Um, the Styx, the Acheron, the Cossetus, Lethe, and the Phlegathon, I think. Phlegathon. I think you made that uh, word up. I did not. <laughs> the Phlegathon. The Phlegathon. The Phlegathon River, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, Styx was also the name of a, uh, a female uh, nymph uh, that watched over the river. band, too, Johnny. Styx? Yeah. They were a shitty early eighties man. Kidding. I know. Yeah, like they were like your Boston, your your Journey, your Foreigner, Bad Company, Asia. Wow. <laughs> I was naming good. Hey, bands. look. Hey, look. Heat, heat of the moment is is a decent wedding song. All right. <laughs> that is them, isn't it? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Anyways, anyways, um, sticks is yes. The river sticks is associated with the underworld. It's associated with death. It's associated with crossing over to the other side. You know, from being alive to being not alive. 
Is that the big reason you can't just come and go? Seems to be. But there's gates too. Yeah, right? well, there's gates. I mean, you got to wait your turn, and Charon has to, you know, you have to pay the. There's a dog. There's Some a... dog will start barking. That's Cerebus, right? The three headed dog? Cerberus, yeah. Dog start, starts barking, a fucking dragon comes at you, right. sucks out your blood. Right. There's all <laughs> yeah, kinds I mean, of bad things. Like... That's the bad part. The underworld is a bad place. You don't want to be there. You don't want to go there. Yes. Yeah, so if you're a mortal who wants to make it down there, you have to make it worthwhile. You have to make a bargain. You have to uh, give something up, a sacrifice. What do they call um, it? The Faustian bargain? Mm. Mm. You have to battle Nidhogg, the dragon. Yes, Nidhogg. Who gnaws at the roots of Yggdrasil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to battle that I don't necessarily. Serpent. No. To get to Niflheim... And challenge level 30. Right. <laughs> I'm good. You know, some of these, it's, it's incredible how some of these are in higher places. They're like out, like Cape Matapan here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just out there in the middle of everything. Like, obviously it looks like the countryside. Um, a lot of these are, are kind of tucked back away though, too. They they kind of feed more into like the idea of what we think the underworld actually looks like, right? Or an entrance, so to speak. Well, we only know we only know what Hollywood, you know, and science a TM has told us really. Mostly Hollywood. Yeah, and they don't even tell you about the cool stuff. Well, like all the Native Americans said, they came from underground from mm-hmm. after the, the Hopi. They had the the stories of the the people who came from down there, the ant people, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, yeah, um, many stories of you know these Native Americans fighting wars with giants, fighting wars against supernatural entities that came out of the earth themselves. As well, they would go into the earth to survive cataclysms. I mean, so obviously there was some kind of inhabitation under the surface of the realm, um, but eventually it became associated with these imprisoned souls, many times imprisoned deities themselves. That's yeah. That's interesting. By the way, just got a, just got a quick announcement guys. Um, everybody go check the website out because it makes the numbers go up. <laughs> we yeah, got a new, we got a new like website. 300 away. Yeah, we got, a, we got a new website. Ladies and gentlemen, and we need you to go check it out. Go look at it, paranormies.com. Um, we're coming up at the end of the hour. So let's... Um, is it? We got a couple minutes, don't we? Oh, we do. Never mind. That's not an eight. That's a zero. I'm sorry. I need to put my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pick, a qu- uh, pick a quick one here. Um, well, there's... Yeah, definitely. Well, we weren't, we weren't done talking about... The, we were done talking about the river sticks and the entrances, the, the, the river entrances. Um, I think we're good for now. Grognak, what do you okay. think? Well, the Greek and the Norwegian myths really blend together. Um, How so? It just looks like they have very similar definitions of what Hades or hell looks like and how to get in and out. Like This looks like a very consistent storyline when you look at their mythos. Yeah, I agree. Um well, in 
in Norse as well, on Iceland, you've got uh, Hekla, which is the surface volcano that they believe to be at least one entrance to the underworld. Man, that picture shows up real small. Both of these do. Oh, that's all right. Um, but, yeah, these tie together actually really well, which is not something that you see happen often. A lot of times, Northern European uh, mythology is very different at surface level than Mediterranean. So it's interesting to see them have these blended underworld myths, almost like common memory. Right, and they're so far apart, so far removed from each other. You know, I mean, geographically. I'm rhetorical there, but... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, because they're the same people telling the same stories. Right, the same memories. Mm-hmm. Um, Hecla is also very similar to uh, Mount Etna in Italy. This is not one that we had in prep, um, but Mount Etna as well was known as an entrance, and it was also a volcano. Right. Um, what do you mean volcano? Hold it on. was a it was a large chemical reaction at one point. At one point, yeah, I think Mount Etna has been dormant for a long time. It has been. I don't remember how many years, though. Well, let me take a look here. Um, oh, no, it's still active. Is it? Is it still yeah, considered it's still active? active. Okay. I don't know when the last... Yeah, I don't know when the last eruption was. Looks like it's erupted... Oh, well. At least 2013. Really? Yeah. That shows how much like we pay attention to things in other countries. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Well, that's okay. That's right. Because in, in Greek mythology, that's where uh, Typhon was trapped under the mountain by Zeus, right? Yes. And uh, yes. I guess I guess Typhon blew his top off, and that's why it was in a volcano. Because Typhon was like a big bad, you know, whatever monster. Typhon was yes. uh, like a serpent giant, right? Serpentine giant. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Typhon was the mate of Echidna. Together, they were the father and, and mother of all the monstrous beings. Well, there you go. Um, enemies of the Titans, enemies of the of the uh, Olympian gods, almost right. said the giants. So he's like the head bad guy of, the, of Greek yeah, mythology. Yeah, exactly. Or the head monster bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, because it was... Anyways, so that's Mount Etna's story. So there's apparently, what, there's there's portals to the underworld under Mount Etna, too? Um, with Mount Etna, yeah, there are. I mean, it's, again, it's a prison. Ah, yes. Well, so, it's a prison for a, a demon god, basically. Right. Exactly. So this would be an, an entrance, yes, much like... Uh, there, well, there are no entrances on the surface to Tartarus, actually, um, mm. that we know of at least. Tartarus being, uh, as we all know, a separate entity from hell, from the underworld. Um, you know, as far below hell as hell is from, or as the earth is from heaven, is kind of what we're told. Um, so Tartarus is way, way down there where the Titans slash Fallen Watchers were imprisoned. So there's 
there's there's no going there. <laughs> you got to settle for the the top layer. Hmm. That's it. So you guys just the top layer. And that <laughs> Yeah. To finish off the hour real quick, there's a good comment uh from somebody in the chat the uh the Gethard tunnel system or Gethard tunnel system uh where a few years ago, CERN had that massive opening ceremony ritual. Um, there's a lot of underworld imagery in there. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure people keep going back to that video. I see it shared every couple of months um, because it's filled with that. You see uh, pan symbolism. We'll talk about pan later. Um, dancing with nymphs. Uh, this entrance to the tunnel, which looks like an underworld entrance, the way they have it set up. It really does. And mind you, this is all, all while the world's most important people stand around and clap. Yes. Scientists, politicians, mm-hmm. venture capitalists. Venture capitalists, billionaires, yeah. The priest and noble classes that, you mm-hmm. know, they don't have any political power. No. They actually, the, w, the World Economic Forum doesn't even exist. You guys know it doesn't even exist? It's a made-up thing. That's the newest retard take, is that it doesn't even exist. It went from having no power to it doesn't exist. But <clears throat> it's just but a TV I went show. To the website, and it, it looks a, really nice. It's a TV show. It's just, no, it's nothing. It's literally nothing, Reinhardt. Okay, so nobody's telling me to eat the bugs? Um, no, they're telling you to eat the bugs. Hmm. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to eat the bugs and go into the underworld. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not just, no, I'm just not gonna, I mean, it's just, I'm just not gonna, it's just, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. Just like the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just not gonna. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Um, CERN is definitely uh, an entrance to the underworld there. That's, and that's in, that's in Switzerland, dude. That's where, that's probably where they have the Nephilim chained up. The spirits, the watchers, and whatever. Well, yeah, that that area actually has been described as a sort of world's navel. Whoa! Yeah. Some music started playing while I was talking there. Um, do do do. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, yeah, uh, Switzerland, Geneva, all of that has been described as. Uh, in Greek, the term is an omphalos. Uh, it's a a navel of the world, right? A, a convergence essentially um and in that area switzerland and southern france an entrance to the netherworld see none of that is by mistake right okay cool my mic died for a second there i don't know what the hell happened Uh yes no and none of that no that's not the whole but that wasn't even the point, Reinhardt. To answer your last statement. Damn it. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's okay. You get me you get me going. I got y'all go, yeah. I was uh, all right. I was going today. I was uh, anyway. <laughs> let's um let's take a break. And what do we have? We have uh, alien weaponry. This is what this no one's here. Wait. No, not we here. do. Yeah, we have alien weaponry. The name of the band. When did we get? Was that in the mail? No, 
No, it's the name of the song or break song. It's oh. Alien Weaponry. This is not here off the album two. We'll be back. Former Facebook president Sean Parker is sounding the alarm about the potentially addictive nature of social media. What is that doing to people's brain? Parker, who worked with Mark Zuckerberg, saying the site was intentionally built to hook you. That thought process was all about how do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible. Everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt and Grognak. We're going to the underworld. Uh, we already talked about Dante's Inferno uh, and the Nine Circles of Hell. Did not know that the Ninth Circle of Hell would be so cold. That's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, no, we you know everybody always assumes hell is hot, right? I mean, that's what we're told in the mythology that we have today right which is very kabbalized christianized well okay right. all kabbalized kabbalized right what we don't have is, is the actual hell which is a pride parade you know modern day uh, pride parade 
Bunch of guys riding naked on bicycles. The real hell were the faggots we met along the way. Yep. Ah. Did you go the guys last ever day? See Dawn of the Dead. And that line where he's like, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will, will walk the earth. Maybe they're all zombies. Maybe they're all maybe they are. I don't know. This is the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I mean well, it's Pride I, Month. I think it's some overlap. It's a more spiritual way to look at the NPC meme. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. ZPC. I mean, because the NPC meme is real. The NPC meme is real. But I mean, there's right wing NPCs just as much as there's left wing NPCs. People get their updates and beep beep, and then just you know move right along. Well, yeah, lull you into a sense of security because you have a perceived sense of moral superiority. Right. Just NPCs. The only true morally superior stance is don't kill babies. At all. Like, think hell is overcrowded. Dude. You think, it's probably uh, like you can't scratch your ass without touching like three other people's butts. I mean, there's some mythologies that kind of look that way. I mean, have you ever seen the, the walls of a Hindu temple? Yeah. All those, you know, rickshaw and rice farmers, they just... <laughs> <laughs> looks like a supposed slave ship from the 18th century. Right, a slave right. ship. Oh, man, um, I'm working with a very large black dude, and um, he thinks slave ships are bullshit. Nice. Let's get him on the show. He thinks, no, no, we're not We're not doing that right now. <laughs> uh, he, thinks, he thinks the whole thing about slavery is that um, they were enslaved from here. Like... That's how they. That's how Wait, they became slaves. This is show content for another show. I know. I'm just telling you what he told me. Whatever. So I mean, I they was the first Native Americans, or what does he mean? Yeah, black. There was black Native Americans. Basically, is what you're saying. Oh, it's so dirty to do those people. You got to take their thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, Americans. and his reasoning is that African blacks and American blacks are so much different. Are so different from I mean, if you go to, I mean, if you go to South Africa and you see a literal like single-digit IQ black right there, it, I mean, you probably come to the same conclusion. Right, right. Well, you know, I've seen that documentary where those guys are like tapping the petrol lines and like bringing it to the jungle to refine it and stuff, and they're like just bringing it in like little boats with motors and shit, and then putting it on motorcycles. Those people are very ingenuitive pirates, you know. Not mm -hmm. my pirate kind of pirate, but no, your 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 pirates are sky pirates. Do we get it? Yeah, yeah. But they're not as lazy as the ones here. That's no, what I'm saying no, that is true. So, but everybody here is lazy. But well, that, what do you mean, America, or just in general, or here on this show? What do you mean? No, in America, not on the show. Mm. Our dindus have gibs. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. Do you want to get back to Underworld? Entrance to hell in Africa. It's the entire continent. Well, yeah, it was, you beat me to it. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Well, isn't that where the heart of Africa, or what is it? The, not the heart of Africa, but the uh, where Atlantis is supposed to be. What's that called? That's the Eye of Africa. It's the Sahara Desert. Right, the Eye of Africa. That's right. The Sahara yeah. Desert is Atlantis. 
supposedly. Now, I don't doubt that there was a massive civilization in the Sahara that was probably obliterated, but I don't think it was the literal like Atlantis as described as Plato. No, because that would have been more up around where High Brazil would be, according to Plato. A little more to the southwest, a little bit, but... Really? I thought it was... Oh, no, High Brazil is more north. Okay, no, yeah, like off the coast of England, it's kind of like southwestish, right? It's southwest of Ireland. Yeah, right, okay. Yes. Okay, so I was in the just going the wrong direction, but yeah. But so, it depends. I mean, if you're talking to Michael Tsari and then, you know, the Pillars of Heracles are the our Giant's Causeway instead of the Straits of Gibraltar. Of Tsarian, that is one of the books I brought with me. Atlantis, Alien nice. Vegetation and Genetic Manipulation. Somebody somebody in my chat told me to go read Michael Tsarian because he has the real scoop on the Bible. He's he's interesting. <laughs> I will say he is interesting and very compelling. He's interesting. Um, Michael I wouldn't Tsar- say I would- compelling on that part, but interesting have for you read sure. It? Have you have you read him? I have. You- which which one is he? The Michael Tassar. He's the alien. Uh, he's Atlantis alien visitation genetic manipulation. That's his big book. That's the one that's like it's like five hundred bucks now if you can find a copy. And like Ireland was the center of all civilization right. at one well, point, the origin of civilization. Yeah, he's the he's the Irish. Were the uh, the ancient Irish? Were the ancient Aryans? Were the yeah. Which, where, I mean, I think they did exist in Ireland, but it was just one point of many. Sure, but Tassarian makes makes the supposition that they're aliens as opposed to Aryans. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he also... Because he talks about, like, biblical stuff, like the Watchers and Nephilim and, you know, so... Well, yeah, you kind of have to with the Irish myth to author de Danon. Right. Man, we are way off topic, but um, yeah, to author de Danon and the Fomorians, the the ancient mythical peoples mm-hmm. of Ireland. There's definitely a lot of interconnectedness Druids. with the Watchers and the Nephilim there. Right, and then the the connection with like the Earth and the, and the Druids and that kind of stuff. So. Right. Yes, those are topics for another great episode. We'll do that another time. Back to. Um, how do we get on Michael Tessarian? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It's one of our rabbit holes. It's paranormies. So we're going down into the underworld and we're going to stop. Where are we stopping next, Reinhardt? China. China. And you can't dig to China, Grognak. There's no digging. Where does China. it go? If, if you dig a hole in China, where does that go? Well, according to Bugs Bunny. You know, it's the other side of the earth. He dug to China. Bugs Bunny did. Probably goes down to a catacomb of my like, kids' bodies that got ran over by 18-wheelers. Oh, man. Uh, catacomb is putting it nicely. Yeah. No, the catacombs are definitely another interesting thing. Now, would the catacombs be considered entrances to hell in any place? Um, in some places that mythology has kind of risen in like a modern sense, like the mm-hmm. Paris catacombs. Um, right. there was a interesting movie called as above. So below that came out a few years ago. Oh, a few years, probably 10 at this point. Um, but it was, it was one of those shaky cam found footage movies, but if you could stick through it, they, uh, these people find Dante's entrance to hell in the Paris catacombs. 
Uh, well, who's doing all that fine, you know, bone masonry? It's still that's stupid. Demons coming up there, and I think it was an Acropolis, an actual city. I, yeah, a lich. I think, it was, I think it was an actual city, and then it was turned into an Acropolis. Not an Acropolis, but a Necropolis. I think people <laughs> people who saw it were probably so, you know, when they saw it, they were so astonished, they were just like, this is hell. <laughs> when you saw it, I don't I mean, think maybe. the catacombs. I think the catacombs are something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they might be like, what, like energy storage centers or... A lich's tomb. A lich's tomb. It's a very liches neatly organized tomb, like f- millions of bones. Some of them. Liches, liches be real though. The the fable of a lich is that it only has everlasting life because it has to consume the life essence of others, and if it doesn't, then it you know it dissipates and becomes something else. But so right. that would explain why it's got to just rack up all those bodies, right? It's like tallying the marks on the prison wall, like seventeen. 18. So you're just like, you know, build a chandelier. What else do you do with eternal life? I, yeah, I guess you, you become an interior decorator and you design everything out of bones. Perfectly clean. Might as well. Bleached, dried, perfectly preserved bones. Do you think they really found one of those big organs like the one in Goonies? Somebody had to come up with that, right? Hold on, what? The big bone organ in right. Goonies. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was a real one in the catacombs oh. somewhere that they've got I inspiration would not, from? I if it. I mean, I don't know, but I I would not be surprised if one was found. It would not surprise me in the least. These, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's real. I mean, Probably I've seen. Have that. you seen organs? We have to do an episode on organs. Yeah, we do. They're ridiculous. Have you seen organs? Man, so. Yeah. Is this essential? This is essentially a prep call for like three separate episodes here. Yes, it is. It happens a lot. Okay, it doesn't happen as much as it used to. We used to do that all the time. Well, that's for another episode. That's for another episode. But this kind of stuff kind of all sort of ties in together a little bit. But yes, back right. to now. Where where are we going now? We're going. Um, we're going underground. China. China. Yeah, Feng Du. Feng Du. Feng Du. F e n g d u. You're welcome. Fang Doom. <laughs> Fang who? Fang, hey, Fang Goo guy. Okay. Hey. Is this a family show? All right, let's 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 keep it family friendly there, Grognak. <laughs> Bradshaw's not here to do that, so. <laughs> okay, you see that when we pull up the first picture in this article, and it's very obscene. What is it? I don't know. It's like a guy spanking what? someone else. Oh boy. <laughs> Which article is this one? Oh, Fengu. Okay. Yeah. Ancient what origins. the hell is that? <laughs> the domain of the PG. Chinese king of hell. Yeah. So who's king on the mountain, Reinhardt? Whoever this guy is. Fengdu Ghost City, located on the Ming Mountain in Fengdu County in the southwest Chinese municipality of Chongqing. I don't believe any of those places exist. China isn't even real. I'm joking. Um, I've been to China. I've seen China. China's where we were is really beautiful. Um, anyway, so this is a tourist attraction 
where you can go and see what? What can you go see here? The City for a Ghostly King. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so during the Han Dynasty, and not talking about the the today's Han Chinese because those are NPC insects. Um, <laughs> there were uh, two individuals that lived: uh, Yin Chang Sheng and Wang Fang Ping. Man, I would hate to have that name. I mean, um, it's they're not doing anything for that. I mean, dude, on this has got to be a made-up story. They're like, what's his name? Chang Ching Hong, Ching Ping Ping. Yeah, okay. It's a Taoist story. Taoism, Taoism is just uh, alchemy, which is just Kabbalah. So, right. it's a Kabbalistic I mean, story. It These is. names are humiliations. They are. Yeah, Yin and Yang. Yeah, Win and Wang. What's this shit about registering for the afterlife? These people are such bureaucracy bugs they're literally yeah, vogons so that's, with that's, slanted eyes it's like the guy the in dragon ball z at the desk hey goku file out these forms <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think that guy has a name so that's the thing you have to pass tests to get into the afterlife right otherwise you literally but they're but with the chinese they're written tests <laughs> <laughs> they're like multiple choice of rorschach tests and you passed trial to Netherworld yet? <laughs> you call me when you pass trial. <laughs> Why are you no get you get B? You get B in trial to go to to go to sacred place? I can't do oh, let's not do that. Why are you no get A? So these these trials, so this first one is a bridge, all right? No no. That you have to cross. It's known as the bridge of helplessness. And you have to cross it, but you don't just walk. All right, there are various protocols for. Do you have to strut it. with your head back? You know, you might have to mew across the bridge. All right. You might actually have to do that. All right. Um, <laughs> it's like the bridge of my morning commute to work. <laughs> it doesn't look. That picture doesn't look very. What's going on there? It's like bears humping people. What is going on? Bears eat wolves, eating people, turning into wolves. What is that? Well, you're, they're being eaten. Oh, they're being eaten. Okay. Yes, this is what happens. This is what happens if you uh, if you don't make it. Is there's water below the bridge, and you're pushed by demons into the water, and you're then wrestled to the ground and eaten by monsters. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. That's if you pass all the different tests, and those tests have to do. They are based on your age your sex, and your marital status. Wow. So if you were an old, widowed woman. Virgin. Vir- okay. No. <laughs> sex, it, it means, Reinhardt, it means like male or female. It doesn't mean whether you've ever had. Stop. Okay. No. Don't. Oh. oh. That's <laughs> 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 my favorite joke in Austin Powers. Yeah, right. <laughs> you Is virgin, it true? You go straight to hell. That, yeah, right. <laughs> Six. Yes, please. <laughs> so the second, the second place, the second test, the second major test takes place at Guaymin Gate, known as the Gates of Hell. In some sources, it's the third major test that takes place here, but most consider this the second. This is the the place where the souls of the dead report to the King of Hell for judgment, and the dead are issued either a road pass that would serve as evidence so that they may register in the afterlife. Yes, they've gotten their pass. They got their liberty chit, whatever. It um, really is bureaucracy. Right. There's like 18 sculptures of demons there. 
Um, and then the last test is in front of a place called Tianzi Palace, also known as the Emperor's Palace. This was built during the Western Jin Dynasty. Uh, the current one, however, dates to the early part of the Qing. How do you say Q-I-N-G? Ching. 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 That's Ching? Okay. Yeah. Qing Dynasty, the test here is for a person who stands on a large stone in front of the gate on one leg. Whilst a good person can do this easily, an evil one apparently cannot, leading them to be punished in the afterlife. Hmm. And this is apparently your punishment. Three blue demons just poke you with pitchforks in a vo- in a boiling vat. Wow. Fire. That's, yeah, I mean, if you make it through all that, you get to face the Ghost King. Um, which at one point was, uh, there's a statue, uh, there's a face in the hill known as the Ghost King, excuse me, which is said to it's hold huge. the Guinness World Record title for the largest sculpture carved onto a rock. Now, do we have a picture of this Ghost King? Yes. Look at that. Look at that. Just, that's Rice and Rickshaw people there, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding this up for, for the whole chat to see. Put that up right there, yeah. When that's did they ridiculous. build it? I can't, I can't find out when they build it. I'll look it up. Yeah, uh, Rice and Rickshaw, boys. Rice and Rickshaw. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, man, there's... Yeah, these people built the railroads. Mm-hmm. Yes, completely built the railroads, Grognak. <laughs> Do not know. <laughs> Oh my lord! Yeah, I don't know. I, these are these are the weirdest tests. Like there, there are things you can do in different various religions to make it into the good part of the underworld, right. or heaven, right? And things that obviously send you down to whatever version of hell or the nether re- the almost said nether region, nether world. <laughs> <laughs> to the nether region. Oh, Reinhardt. The, the nether region of the flat earth. I don't know. <laughs> uh, literally, actually, in the, in those diagrams. Um, but, man, standing on top of a rock, crossing a bridge correctly, and getting your pass. See, the second test is the only one that sounds even remotely legitimate. Kind of like the Egyptian like weighing your heart ritual. Where uh, Osiris would weigh your heart against a feather, and if it was too heavy, uh, then you were devoured by Amut, who was the really fat, pro-abortion, half-crocodile lady. Hmm. It's a rather specific thing. Yeah, well, the Egyptians were very specific. But everything else on here just sounds, sounds weird, man. I feel like you can game the system pretty well. Well, I mean, yeah, we just have get you know, just just get a uh, just get a fake just get a fake uh, you know passport there. You know, you're not gonna actually do it. Just get yeah, a fake I, one. Can you imagine like there's some dude down there selling your passes? Well, yeah, you know, you, you don't want to get the real one, right? You know, because that means you you participated in the system. Just get a fake one, bro. No pass mandates. Oh, by the way, according to the information, the top image of the deem of the. Uh, person being spanked in hell that is the naughty ghost that's what it literally means in chinese this whole article is bullshit and it was made to fuck with us (laughs) (laughs) i mean what website is this I mean, it is ancient origins, so. Oh, well, yeah, it's ancient origins. That's and it's China. Most most of China's history is BS, anyway. Right, like the the terracotta army that they keep finding. 
more and more yeah, and more and more of them. No kilns, no ovens anywhere. Right. Just like there were no, no ovens. ovens in Montana to make those bricks. Oh, those the bricks. magical oven dwarves. Right. Man, a lot of these Chinese underworld pictures, man, these guys are freaking perverts. Yeah. Like, everything looks very... It looks like something that somebody who reads The Handmaid's Tale wants done to them. Oh, my God. That's enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, what is like, this? If you look at the Google Drive... Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, go ahead. I was say, it looks like inspiration for the Slayer album art. Which one are we looking at? I'm looking through the Fangdu pictures on the drive. There's like 10 of them. The Fangdu pictures. It's like people being flayed and skinned and eaten by monsters and oh there's one it's fangdu eight there's there's your bureaucracy picture right there are you putting these up in the on the thing oh yes it's definitely the court there's the one guy he's telling him off with his head and then you got the peasant there on his knees and the one guy in his ear he's like wait before before you say off with his head let's check his pockets for spare change (laughs) (laughs) i'll be a good boy I'll, I'll be good boy. Yeah, I don't get and He's got like the square hat on, like he's graduating college. They're figuring out oh. how much damnation to pass down to his sons. Right. You right, because with the Chinese, everything is always visited uh, fathers on the sons and on their sons. The next one is pretty weird. You get this guy who's in like a, it's like a giant muddling thing. Like you make, you'd make like a Manhattan in it, except larger. They're muddling a person. Yeah, giant mortar, mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. Yeah, these guys like th- all right. So these look like like three dimensional dioramas or something. These don't look like like paintings or whatever. This this artwork is this. What is this artwork? Is this from the AI, the computer AI, or something? The Dolly. No, these are actual sculptures that are at the site because it's a tourist attraction. Oh, okay. They have these actually there on site for people to witness. Okay. I'm saying that these are like relatively Jesus. With the blue demons like doing what the what the hell is wrong with these people? The Chinese Do you see, man. The, do you see the one that's like a furnace that's like they've got like hoses and the lock yeah, the hoses, and they got the shoving the hose down the guy's throat. It needs to be made into a meme. <laughs> it's like the meme of the one girl feeding the other. It's what I was thinking, the milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. my God. Oh, man. Nothing notice how all these, the sun, right? Notice how all these depictions, too, all the people are uh, white, and they don't have slanted, eye, slanted eyes. Uh, some of them are brownish, but yeah. Yeah, some. And yeah. some of them have slanty eyes. Don't 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 get that messed up. But yeah, they do. They are mostly white. But why are all the bad guys blue? A uh, common thing: blue or green skin for demons or underworld deities. Okay, is pretty common in most cultures. Like okay. Osiris, so there's green skin. Right. Orcs. Right, that's right. Uh, to denote undeath. Mm, undeath is essentially the blue skin. That makes sense. Lack of oxygen to the brain. Right. Okay. Sure. That's all these demons know. This is torture. Right. All they, all they know is lie, <laughs> torture, eat hot chip, and charge their phone. <laughs> and, and and talk to you through your phone. Right. And try to log into your website. Right. Would these be Ani? They don't look like just people that are drained of blood. They're big. 
Yeah, they're they're not people. They've got well, horns. Yeah, these are not other people that have died. These are actual like demons. That is that is what they look like to me. Yeah. Now some of them are have other skin colors, but I I imagine they they are also just demons as well, non-human. I mean, look at some of these skulls too. In the fifth picture, one of these guys looks like he has a literal butt on the back of his head. Yeah, there's a lot more of these if you guys are interested in looking at. You know, I I think I'm good for right now. Yeah, I think I'm good. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of, of them. So. Yeah, this kind of looks like a like an adult 1970s fantasy cartoon. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All man. right. Good lord. There are sculptures too. You guys saw the sculptures and the art. Yeah. 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 Um, do we want to take a trip back to Europe? Yes. It's always good to go back to Europe. Back to our roots. <laughs> All right. Well, what about Hoska Castle? What about Hoska Castle? Tell me about it. So let me pull up an image for everybody to see here out of the drive. So Huska or Hoska, I can't remember which one it is. Um, it's actually north of Prague in the Czech Republic. Mm. And this is an interesting one because it's not the entrance to the underworld thing. I can't tell if this castle was built around it. It seems to have been. Um, it looks like a typical medieval castle would, but there's some oddities. Okay, okay. it has no fortifications, mm -hmm. no water source, mm. no kitchen, mm. and after it was built, supposedly in the early 13th century, there were no occupants. There were no residents. So, what do we have? We have this one. What looks like a pencil drawing of it. We have that photograph. It's a brick structure on the very top of a hill. Ridiculous three-story brick structure that's like literally built off the face of the hill. Yeah. Um, very foreboding. Yeah. What is the pit there? What is that big... Is it a well? So what this is, it's... So this is a large hole that is known as a gateway to hell. It's said in folklore that this hole is so deep that nobody could see or find the bottom. And in legends, local legends, people were terrified of this place because apparently half animal and half human creatures would just randomly crawl out of the pit at night. And they would come, they, they had wings typically, and would fly down to local villages and attack people and drag them into the hole. So after that, after those legends, it's pretty well, I guess you can say confirmed that this castle seems to have built, been built as a sort of containment for this pit. Hmm. Yeah. It's freaking weird. <laughs> seems like, um, I don't know. So it seems like a very, very strange story about this building too. Yeah. So, so after, hey, let's 
let's not forget this was part of the uh, the Germans' conquest. Very yeah, important yes. place. Oh, yeah, Husker Castle was re- really very. Was it important? Shiny click. Well, who was it important to? Was it important to Himmler and Anna Nerve? Oh yes. Mm. They, they felt it very important to go and uh, make this a fortified stronghold of theirs. Oh, interesting. So there's clearly something to that because the Anna Nerve were very interested in um, places like this finding portals to the underworld, finding uh, ancient Aryan secrets, getting to Antarctica, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there were there have been rumors. Um, we've all heard rumors um, about, you know, the Nazis, especially like surrounding Joseph Mengele and his crazy experiments. One of the ones I heard a while back was that um, Himmler sacrificed people here to try to appease those in the hole get them to talk to him, open up the door or something. Well, it's apparently not the first time that people have been offered up to this pit. Um, When the castle was built, even, they offered prisoners pardons. They offered guys on death row that were going to be hanged pardons if they would be lowered into the pit and tell them them what they saw when they came back up. Um, Did anybody survive? Well... The story goes that the first man that they dropped in began screaming, yeah, like blood-curdling screams and begged to be pulled back up. And when they pulled him out, now this was a, a younger man. I, I assume when they say young, they mean 20s, maybe 30s. Um, when he was pulled back up, he had his skin had wrinkled and shrunken. His hair was completely white. He looked like he had aged 50 years Whoa. in a few seconds. Man. Okay, so... I mean, they let him go, obviously. Like, I hear your pardon. He's like, no. Like, like that's... Uh, how do you walk away from that? You can't. Dude, could you imagine? Like, you're you're on death row because you're, you're a piece of shit and you murdered somebody, right? Or whatever. Whatever reason you're on death row. And this is where? This is in Italy? No, this is in Czech Republic. Oh, Czech Republic. I'm so sorry. Bohemia. The, 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 okay, Old so this Bohemia. is Bohemia. I don't know why I thought Italy, because Edna. Okay, so this is in Bohemia, and you know the Germans, or you're or you're in you're in prison there, you know, and 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 they give you a chance to pardon your sentence. Man, how far did they say? How far down they let him go? Like how far down they went? No, mm. no. As as far as we know, there is no source for how far down the pit actually goes. Mm. I mean this this area, Eastern Europe and Central Europe. Uh, these locals are so steeped in their folklore and mythology and religion as well. They're they're not going to mess with this anymore. Nobody does. Right, right. In the documentary about this, they mentioned that building this castle had to have been a huge chore and that it wasn't anywhere that was considered to be advantageous. There's nothing to hunt in the area. There's no access to water. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what is the point of this building? It seems to have been... To build a cage around a well to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... The, The art on the wall shows a lot of crazy stuff too really do we have any pictures of that i thought i shared some there was a centaur there's people battling what look like demons hmm. let me see the only pictures yeah, i see of few, it are the two there's a, 
And the pictures of the inside. Yeah, so there's a couple of pictures on the inside. This is a an old door that leads down into a basement area yeah. where you have this throne. And this throne is it's either the king of hell's throne like Satan or a demon just a demon prince's seat. That is what it is known as. Yeah. I mean, but like the walls, if you look, you've got brickwork and you've got like cement over the brickwork. The brickwork is older. So this was originally all brick. That's pretty yeah. interesting in and of itself. Yeah, Czech brick dwarves chose this spot with no fortifications, no water, nothing. Right. No right. Somehow. To food. Right. How are they how are they coming up with all that spit to make those bricks out of that mud? You know? doesn't seem right something about this just doesn't add up to me so the bricks in the mortar maybe there maybe there used to be a river there i don't know maybe this used to be maybe something happened this used to be like beachfront property at one point i don't know i mm. i don't think so i don't think there's any evidence <laughs> that we've seen and even if there even if there was water at one point that ran by okay that's water right but, but I mean, there's no fortifications there's no room for occupants not really if you look at the last picture I sent you, Reinhardt, it looks like some of the images on the wall, uh, I'm trying to go through some of them, but one of the ones I just shared with you, it shows a line of people that look like they're being led to the castle, like all Helm's Deep style, like women and children, and there's like animals running out of the woods. It looks like mm. the animals are running towards them or just out of the woods. It's very interesting. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm uploading it right now to the drive. Oh, yeah, this is interesting. There's a centaur, for sure. Where would the centaur be? Uh, right above it, in your DM. Oh, oh, in Telegram DMs. Oh, yeah. Well, might as well pull this one up here. Huh. Let me see it. Put it in yeah, the this... drive. Uh, Yeah. We're getting a lot of dead air, by the way, when we do this, just so you guys know. <laughs> we should probably filibuster while we're pulling up pictures. Um, yeah, so th this is when one of the coolest things that really got me into the Nazi Germany stuff was all these little trips they took out everywhere for treasure hunting, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to find the Spear of Destiny from the stupid movies and everything. But there is a real life, like, there is something to all these different sites they went to. Uh, right. They did confiscate all the stuff out of the Freemason lodges when they, you know, they overthrew all those. They found all these different texts and scrolls and artifacts. So maybe that's what triggered all the treasure hunting, right? Sure. Yeah. But did John, they really? The pictures like, in the drive. What's that? Okay. But did they really? I mean, because, you know, like all those paintings of Hitler. And the portrait style photographs, he's doing the thing. That's definitely, well, you know. Yeah, but there's definitely, there has to be some truth to the fables behind all this. Uh, sure, but the also, and them literally trying to every photograph he's in, stuff. every time he's shaking hands, it's a Masonic handshake. Literally. Oh, sure. I'm not giving yeah. that one guy a pass, but this whole. 
this country who got onto something. They must have found some. Yeah, there's something to it for them to have done all that, to have spent all that money to do to look for the stuff. You know what I mean? There's definitely to go to Antarctica. Well, yeah. well the story the story is that that Hitler indulged Himmler for a long period of time that it wasn't really Hitler who was interested in a lot of this esoteric stuff that, right, right. Uh, that Himmler was the one who kind of pushed him and, and Hitler kind of tolerated it. He's like, all right, fine. If you find something powerful that helps us win the war, then cool. I <laughs> did like a 20 page thesis on Heinrich Himmler in college. Did you? Oh, really? He, yes. About how he would basically murder anyone who called him, said he looked like a Mon- Mongolian. <laughs> and uh yeah he his interest in the occult was um it wasn't just like a spurgy thing like it was brought on by uh, things when he was after after he was in high office you know he didn't like put this crazy guy in charge of the ss <laughs> they found ver- very important artifacts and they I think they decided to look into them. I mean, would Hitler have just been like, "Oh, I know we're we're fighting a two front war and all, but you can spend a bunch of resources to go to Antarctica"? I mean, they did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just did. To appease well, his his silly friend who is the head of the SS. Oh yeah, go ahead. So, what's the justification for Hoska Castle then? I mean, the, well, to me, there seems to be no real justification. It's like Vevelsberg Castle, right? He, it made yeah. that the the home of the SS. Um, it's literally in on top of a mountain, you know, on top of another mountain. A mountain of power mm-hmm. in a place right. of immense power in the Black Forest. Yep, that's always in places like that. So I wonder what that what the place where Hoka Castle what it signifies. So this had to be important because when I was yeah. taking classes on World War Two in in school um we were told that hitler was obsessed with taking the czech territory because of um that area being super defensible up near the rhineland and and all that um but it's like you know he was already allied with with russia at that point so he i don't think he was thinking of war with the east even at the time you know that's before he even pushed as far uh east into poland so this was just uh i think this was an important area and i you know, I mean, the area, Huska Castle, the surrounding area itself may have been important, but this spot has no defensible, right. has no no defensive re- like reason. There's no reason to be here. So I can see taking the whole area north of Prague. If you're trying to move into Prague, then fine. You know, take the whole area. But why set up shop in this castle with such a deep and satanic lore? Yeah, when I you mean, want to take over the world, you want to take over trade routes. There's no trade routes in the in the Czech Republic. No, hmm. there's no, no water. So that's just a there's that's no just a, a strange, no reason why that they they took this indefensible building for some reason has and this, this pit and in the middle of it. This place has a history of cult activity as well. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, like so, you know, lowering people into the into the pit and making them look at hell coming back. Right. Well, yeah. Why? So you know the folklore of this place, and you know that it's apparently a gateway to hell. Why would you set up shop here if not to harness some kind of power? Right. And I'm sorry, but I don't believe a Christian would do that. <laughs> right. Now, I'm not. I'm not talking to you, Grognak. I'm just saying in general. I don't. I don't think a Christian man would have done that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
No, but like if you if you're finding out the secrets of the old world, you'd probably just go check them all out, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But like maybe he, I bet you he had his eye on CERN. <laughs> you know they didn't probably, build that big 17 mile ring. That shit was there too. So. Oh yeah, all that stuff they was there. They probably yeah. wanted to take Geneva at some point. Yeah, take Geneva and you know turn into the glass. Well, Geneva is. At the time, the Geneva was already the capital. Yeah, I know. It had long been, long since mm-hmm. been the capital, mm-hmm. and a center of Gnosticism, paganism, etc. Yes, those elves have already taken over that area. <laughs> so, um, I personally don't have anything else on Huska Castle. It's okay. just very interesting. It's been the site for a lot of TV ghost hunters too, mm. because of course it is. Is there a hotel perhaps nearby that they all stay at and are sponsored by? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the surrounding area, but it seems <laughs> to me it's still pretty remote. All right. I mean, it's north of Prague, so it's not like out in the middle of absolute nowhere, but still. Hmm. Somebody tell me about the cave, or excuse me, the grotto of Pan, the cave of Hades. Ooh, the Grotto of Pan. All right. So, this one is an ancient site in uh, the Near East. And it is the ancient site of Caesarea Philippi. Um, A very important spot. Uh, The Temple of Augustus was built here. Uh, Let me pull up some pictures on the drive. Here we go. It's a pretty big cave entrance. When we're talking about entrance to the underworld, this one looks pretty, pretty solid, honestly. <laughs> um, so this site was actually in the drive. Mm-hmm. Which one is yeah. in the drive? Oh, Pan Pan oh, Cave. Pan. Okay, look right. under P. Ah, there they are. Yeah. Uh, so Pan's cult began their activity here, supposedly around third or fourth century BC. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a site of ritual sacrifice. So okay, there's an un, there's an so underground stream or underground river that runs under the cave system there, mm-hmm. and uh, they would throw victims into the water after they were sacrificed. And mm. if it if the person's body disappeared, it was a sign that Pan had accepted their offering. Um, however, if blood appeared coming out of the springs nearby that would come out of the cave, then the sacrifice would be rejected. All right. Looks like, uh, um, it looks like they've been carved out of that. <clears throat> excuse me. Rock. Oh yeah. I mean, it, the, the cult of pan, this was a, a very important site. So they definitely built an entire complex around the area. Um, uh, we've got a picture. It's from one of the articles here. Um, if you pull it up off the Hive article, you'll see the actual layout of the site. And the temple that Augustus built when he took this area, this is in modern-day Jordan, by the way. Right. So, um, Petra? Uh, farther away from Petra, okay. but same same city, or okay. same country. Okay. Um, so, already we have yeah, Petra, the Nabataeans, the Jinn blocks, you know, some de- definitely interesting architecture. Um, 
But here you've got the cave in the back, and you have the ancient temple of Augustus that was built in front. And then you had uh, niches for different gods. Um, Pan, obviously, was the most important. You had Hermes, you had Nemesis, um, who was a goddess of, uh, I mean, basically magic and revenge, <laughs> the dark side of magic. But this cave in mythology is actually where Pan taught prophecy to the god Apollo. Huh. Yeah. Which is why Augustus built his temple here. Augustus, god king, son of Apollo. Right. Makes right. sense, right? Right. Son of Apollo. So he built this. Man, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, this is pretty crazy. What was this carved with? Uh, like, you know? I know. That's uh, I, I would like to know. <laughs> These would Honestly. be sandals and um, toga people. Yeah, we can get something better than that. Sandals and something. Yeah. Something, something better that rolls off the tongue. Yeah, I know. But still. Um, <laughs> and the, the original name of this place... Uh, it was called Caesarea Philippi after Augustus took the area, but it was originally the mountain uh, uh, Peneus. Um, so it was Pan's holy mountain is what it was. And Pan is a very underrated or, or misunderstood ancient god. He was actually one of the most important gods of the ancient Greek-speaking world. Um, very ancient deity. He was wild in many ways so he didn't really he didn't really bow down to the olympian gods he had his own cult his own cult center um his own way of doing things um he is sometimes referred as a god of the wild and a god of the underworld or a god of underworld entrance okay um and interestingly enough, this area is actually mentioned in the Bible. Uh, these, these, this cave here was known as an entrance of the underworld, or as mentioned in the Bible, the gates of hell. Really, and where is it mentioned in the Bible? Uh, so it's Matthew sixteen. Uh, Jesus takes the apostles to Caesarea Philippi, and uh, this is in the Golan Heights. By the way, so right. Golan Heights is a very important area, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, now, very Donald, you know, we just Donald Trump gave it to Israel. Yeah, no. Really? Why do you think they wanted it? Yeah, because yeah. this because because this area was very close to the ancient kingdom of Bashan at the base of Mount Hermon, and this. Uh, Kingdom of Bashan was the place of the serpent. This is huh. where the giants, the last of the Rephaim, buried their dead. They ruled their kingdom until the Israelites destroyed them. Um, they made many, many a sacrifice here. <laughs> uh, but Jesus came here in, in Matthew 16, and this is the famous uh, chapter where you know he asked Peter and the disciples, "Who do you say I am?" And you know Peter says, "You're the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus says, uh, upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But they're standing in this area, right here by the gates of hell. Hmm. Which is pretty pretty interesting. Yep. 
Right there. It's in the Bible. It's a smack in the face of the god Pan. Yep. The grotto of Pan. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And the very next chapter, uh, most likely, it's been debated for a long time, but most likely the Mount of Transfiguration was Mount Hermon itself. Hmm. Where the gods came down. Yeah, it certainly seems to be for that very point. Yeah. Two slaps. Ground zero. <laughs> there you go. You got the front you got the front and the backhand. But yeah, this is this is an interesting one. It has a very bloody, bloody history. All right. And there were giant temples in the front of this place. Yeah. Now they're just ruins. Right. But I mean like the the you know recreated drawings and whatever these things would have been huge white marble buildings with columns weird like kind of like they have in uh, other places <laughs> oh yeah and Caesarea yeah. Philippi was a massive city mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean I would like to see what it would have looked like and I would like to see exactly how they built the entire thing but right <laughs> know what we're just crazy right Sure. Yeah. Schizos. <laughs> Interesting. Anyways. Anyways. So those are gates to hell. That's Pan's gates to hell. Now, um, there was something else you wanted to bring up. What was it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, oh, and from the chat, uh, let's see. I missed a comment. Uh, Huska Castle was built in the early 13th century, as far as the story goes. That's Ponlo Picasso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was built there, mm-hmm. or built then. Okay. And no, this was not in the same region as Kazaria. Kazaria would be uh, north of the Black Sea. North, northeast of the Black Sea, sorry. Right. There's got to so. be stuff up in those mountains, though. Oh, there is. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But we're probably not going to find it. Not going to be allowed. No, <laughs> no. Up in the Ukrainian mountains or whatever. Um, there was something else I know that we were going to talk about with this stuff. Uh, the Chinese stuff. There's the uh, Zibalba caves. Zibalba caves. Yeah, the Mayan underworld. Mm. Okay. Yeah, the Mayans have underworld. Uh, lore and mythology or is it mythology well specifically in this place like we can see these caves you can go Mm -hmm. there uh they're actually all over the area right but there's Um, stuff that they talk about with the caves you know right right so the caves are obviously this up the caves are obviously there now these are sacred mayan sites so, um, the lords of Zibalba lived down underneath these places. Yeah, and Zibalba was their underworld. Um, it was a region of darkness. Mm-hmm. I mean, judging from these caves here, yeah, region of, of darkness, of cold, terrifying, nothingness, creatures, scary shit. Very scary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, many of these connect to, um, various like blue hole cave systems. So a lot of underwater cave systems uh, throughout all of Mexico, Belize, all that whole area. Mm. 
Um, I like how there's a cartoon, like cartoon, but like somebody did a comic book sketching drawing of all the monsters. There, it's like a fandom. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's literally a fandom dot com drawing. <laughs> I want to see this. Oh, I can't even open it. Wow, I can't even open it. But yeah, all really most of the most of the uh, gods of Zabalba were uh, like very macabre looking, macabre look, bleh, looking, and um, mostly because they live around the dead. So, well, yeah, I mean, you're a lord of hell. Why would you not go for the you know? Okay, what do we have? The pus demon, yeah, yes, the, the scab p- stripper, <laughs> and the pus demon, the scab stripper, the jaundice demon. Wow. I don't know. I, f- I know a few that look like the jaundice demon. But uh, the primary gods were Hun Kame, who was one death, and Vukum Kame, which is seven death. But the greatest figure was Ah Puch, also known as Kissin or Young Kimil, the Lord of Death. They were worshipped by the Mayans. And um, they were the ones that the Mayans uh, committed all the human sacrifices to. So these were the, so the Mayans gods were actually underworld gods. Yes, which is why they sacrificed so many people mm-hmm. to the pit, the bottomless pit. Yep. And Zibalba, much like Dante's Inferno and other mythologies, Zibalba has levels. Yes, many levels. Yeah, so the uh, what we're seeing in these pictures of these caves, this is actually the first and maybe second levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the dark house, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory. Everything is dark. Uh, cold house, where an icy wind fills every inch of the space. Uh, you had the house of jaguars, which is where jaguars just literally ran around, and I assume consumed people just, yeah it sounds kind of odd but okay the house yeah. of bats hmm house of knives just... <laughs> everything's well, there knife. was nothing but sharp and dangerous knives right everywhere everything's just sharp and dangerous and sharp you can't lay down because you're laying on sharp dangerous things you can't sit down because it's all sharp and dangerous man it's weird it's very weird the existence of, of a sixth house. house. Now, the house of heat. It is not necessarily um, canon, actually, but um, it's been mentioned. So, yeah, that's all, that's that one's all burning. That's self-explanatory too. Yeah, yeah. It's like hell. That's like our version of hell. So the Mayans believed everybody who died went to Zivalvo, right? So they offered uh, food and water to the dead during the burial ceremonies. But then, you know, then they would throw them in the pit. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. <laughs> and these are the same people that would, you know, mutilate their genitals and then pour things on paper and then burn the paper so they could talk to their gods. Right. Very strange. Very- yeah, more than a lot of cultures, these these Mayans were these Mesoamericans were very centered around ritual sacrifice, blood drinking, mm-hmm. cannibalism, and mutilation of all kinds. Right. I'd say they're some of the most savage of the ancient peoples. 
probably ruled by giants longer than others. Not gonna, not gonna lie. <laughs> So what do you think, Rognat? Would you would you um, go spelunking? Would you would you no, take vacation I would, here? I don't think I would be very good underground. I think I'm good right on the surface. Not Maybe you're too the high dungeon up, master. Not too low. I'm good right here on the surface. You're the dungeon master. The world around me is my dungeon. <laughs> That's quitter talk. That's true. <laughs> hey, we yeah. should we should hit St. Patrick's Purgatory before we go. Yes. That's cool. Purgatory. So tell us about it. I don't have an article. On on one, I don't think. Oh, there's no article. Okay, it's a little island off uh, Ireland. We have, should have some pictures. You have some pictures to pull up. I do. It is an abandoned island. Oh, that's always spooky. is that correct? An abandoned yeah. island, St. Patrick on. Is that the? Is that the one that so looks like kind is, of a star fort out in the middle of the water there? It's not a star fort. No, it, it looks like an elbow. It's like an elbow macaroni. Yeah, it says entrance kept closed and locked and never been excavated. Yeah, it, it was closed in like the 15 or 1600s. Hmm. Um, yeah, that but one, yeah. but not the, but the one Patrick three. Look at that picture. Patrick three. And tell me that's not like some sort of piece of a star fort. I mean, very well could be. I mean, the rest of it has been crum- is crumbled into the water, so we have no idea. Sure. It's just gone. But the parts that are there are very like similarly geometrically shaped. Yeah. Plus that weird building there with the 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 roof, the carousel type building. Yeah, I don't know. How how would you get building materials to this little right. island? Right. I have no idea. That's crazy. That's another one of those not, things. It's like, yes, yeah, boats. Boats. <laughs> just boats. We would just ferry them across. We would just ferry them across. I don't know. Like there was there were smaller monasteries that existed here mm-hmm. beforehand. But how you would build this, this would have to be a more modern I mean, this is definitely a more modern structure right here. Yeah. And in that case, you could just use a barge. Sure, but like that's a, I mean that's a lot of, you know, that's a it lot of building. Like, you'd need you need a lot of workers to build that. You know, looks like a serpent mound on there too. Yeah, yeah. it's like a geometrically. And the whole thing mound. connects. Oh yeah, right you see the, middle, the whole yeah. building kind of mm-hmm. connects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. snakes around, and then there's the well uh, right here at the top of the the head of the snake is the cavern of purgatory the cave of purgatory that was revealed in a dream supposedly um by god oh is that what that big round building is covering is the cave oh i don't know i i don't know if that's the covering for the cave or if it's you look just below the cave and it looks like the head of a snake no that that must not be it no it must be in the building there hmm but yeah, God revealed supposedly to St. Patrick that this was an entrance to purgatory. And so the story goes that Patrick had grown. He was kind of discouraged that people 
although they were receptive to the word of God, were not believing necessarily. They didn't really believe in the spiritual part and purgatory and hell and heaven and all of that. And that God revealed this place to him so that people could see into purgatory and they would be shown the torments of hell. They would finally know, you know, heaven is real because I've seen the the other side. That kind of thing. I don't know. I don't buy it. Hmm. I don't buy it. Given St. Patrick's history, his connection with the Druids, um, and just the fact that Oh yeah, that's right. Three hundred years later, could have made it up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of source. Trust me, bro. Than that. Yeah. So. Hmm. I don't buy interesting it. though. This is not. Yeah, it's an interesting one for for the list of uh, Irish islands. <laughs> yes, definitely. But all right. Well, if some of the restarters after the flood were from Ireland, do you think this could have been the place they crawled out of if they survived maybe it's possible they crawl out and they're on an island they're like oh come on <laughs> right still no fish you really gonna do that do me like that <laughs> grow some potatoes i don't know all right <laughs> well wasn't exactly as much hollow earth as i thought we were gonna get into that's cool um we will we will discuss some more of this later when we get into this again. Um, but for now, I think we're done. We think yeah. I, yeah. We've got a lot of places. Um, we, we will definitely have to return to Hollow Earth, especially now that we've delved so far into you know, Flat Earth, Layer Cake Earth. We have to expand on Layer Cake Earth theory. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be the official Paranormies position. <laughs> like a big, big cake. Remember when really, what? Remember when Tina Fey told libtard women to eat cake to own Trump? And they went and bought sheet cakes and were eating sheet cakes. It was just a way for to get oh yeah, to way another way for to get women more fat and bariatric and diabetic. Way to go! So they could get ready for their sex strike. Right for the sex strike. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Anyways, oh, Lord. all right. Well, we're gonna have this. The end. Oh, that's right. This is a stream. I keep forgetting this is a stream and not a regular recording. We are going to get out of here. Make sure you go check out the website, paranormies.com. It's all brand new and spanking brand new. It's really cool. Uh, you have links there to buy our shirts over at dissidentapparel.com. Um, check us out on the Nationalist Inquirer on Tuesdays on Pilled, DLive, and Odyssey, where we're live right now. And uh, we're going to get out of here. There's a creepy pasta at the end of the podcast version of this. Yes, um, uh, yeah. Dogbot did not join us, but he will be reading you out. Yes, excellent. Anybody have anything else to add? Um, I just really scratch offs for everybody. Thank you all for donating throughout the show. Um, we would like to do more of these weekend content shows live for you all as well, because so many of them are picture heavy, mm-hmm. um, and it's better to you know show you guys instead of just describing them <laughs> we'll put we'll put the mega link or whatever the drive link in the show notes yeah. for the podcast yes we will all right we're gonna get out of here and we'll see y'all later time travel makes you gay standing there 
in front of the giant gaping hole inside the giant tree in the frozen forest. He was wondering to himself, how on earth did I end up here at this very moment? What possessed me to be here at this very moment? He had to think of a way to retrace his steps. What series of events led him to this moment right now? It very much started with the dreams, the dreams that would not go away, the dreams of this frozen forest that he's standing in at this very moment. But it wasn't just the frozen forest and the giant hole in the gaping tree. It was the eyes, the eyes that kept staring right at him, right through him, right inside him. He could see through those eyes himself, eyes with a million facets of blue shimmering, glittering, stunning him every time he stared through them. But when he stared through them long enough, that was when the orange flame would burn through them. Any bit of symmetry that the facets of the blue in those eyes had was shattered by the flames of those orange serpents. The dreams told him where he had to go. The dreams told him he had to be here at this very moment clear across the other side of the continent. Everything in his life went out of sync. He would be at work and there would be this almost vibrating inside his soul that was just out of tune. Everything was just mismatched. And all he could think about all day sitting in that cubicle was those eyes, those eyes in the tree and the forest. And he knew he had to go there. And he somehow knew exactly where to go. It was at that point he had bought a series of plane tickets to get him across the continent. And he knew, he knew he just could no longer work in that cubicle anymore. So he quit his job. He said goodbye to 10 years of working at the same place for pretty decent pay. He just knew he couldn't work there anymore. And then he said goodbye to his friends and family one at a time, telling them, I have to go. And they would ask, when will you be back? And he said, I don't know. This is just something I have to go do. They thought perhaps he was having a midlife crisis. The most serious part was giving away his dog. He found his ex-girlfriend who, they had gotten the dog together, but when they broke up, he left with the dog because she didn't like the dog. But he showed up at her doorstep with the dog and said, I can't take him with me where I'm going and I need you to look after him. And she said, okay, whatever, and took the dog. He recalled getting out of the plane, stepping onto the tarmac on that stupid, stupid staircase. And he walked into the really terrible airport that looked like it was built in the late 60s and nothing had changed inside it. And he found a place to rent a car and he rented a really crappy car and he drove three hours, maybe more, to where he knew the forest was. He just knew where it was. He didn't need GPS or a map or anything. He was just drawn to it. And he noticed the closer and closer he got, that vibrating began to seem more like a, like a tune, like a song. Everything was frozen, frozen solid sheets of ice six feet tall 
Everything had been frozen in that part for a very, very long time. He drove the car as deep inside the forest as he possibly could, and he finally parked and realized he had no winter clothing at all, but he was still had to keep going. He had to just keep going. He had to find the tree. He had to see those eyes. He had no food. He had no water. What was he doing here? Why couldn't he stop moving forward? Why couldn't he stop himself? He knew this was foolish. He knew it was stupid, but he just kept going. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. He had to keep going. So he did. And that's where he found himself at this very point. His knees were battered, his ankles killing him because he kept falling down, sliding on the ice, going through this forest. But he found the tree, and he's standing in front of the tree. Finally, the vibrating became music, haunting, haunting music. And it kept basically telling him he needed to go inside the tree. So he kept approaching. He took a step forward, and the eyes appeared. Those beautiful, beautiful eyes. The most beautiful eyes he had ever seen. And they were, they were inside the hole of the tree, but they were also right in front of his face. They were also in his mind's eye. He couldn't stop turning away. The eyes were turning. They were like a vortex. The shimmering, glittering facets of the blue within blue within blue beautiful, beautiful eyes. And then suddenly, the orange came, the orange flames, the orange serpents, and they shot out at him. He thought he was cold, but when those orange flames shot through him, he was frozen, frozen to death. And he could feel his final breath exhale. And he finally said, at last, my destroyer.